0: Hello and welcome to Culture, Sex, Relationships. Today is a Sex Jams episode. Yay! Joined by the good doctor, Doctor Eleanor Yanniger. Hello, Eleanor. Hello, Justin. Hello. 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 Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Ça va.
1: Ça va. Ça va.
0: Ça <laughs> va. So, yeah, we're both excellent French speakers. We're doing, um, <laughs> as you may have noticed, we're doing uh, a classic of the genre, a classic textbook sex jam. Yeah. Perhaps for the first sex jam, maybe, I guess people might think of sexual healing when they think of a sex jam. Mm. But I think they might also think, je t'aime moins en plus. You'd
1: see, the thing about this is, I am so aware of it as like a bedrock sex jam, mm. but I had no idea what the fuck its name was. Right. Because I would just be like, oh, you know, that French sex one where they're banging. <laughs> you know, and you were like, and when he suggested we do this, and he said the name, us was like, over my head. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. You know, I'm, I'm but a simple American,
0: you know, it's just, uh, yeah. So, we're going to talk about the song. We're going to... Def- like at, towards the end of the show, we'll decide whether it is a sex jam. It is a sex jam. I mean, it's
1: not it, like so. what are you? No, it's
0: But No way. We're going to decide that at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to have out. We're going to go through the lyrics such as they are mm. and give it a bit of background as uh, yeah. and also have a few takes. Some of them historical. Some of them, again, I guess sex educational. If you're new to the show, this is where me, the host of the show, Justin, the sex educator and sex historian. Eleanor here. That's right. Talk about sex charms We've done a few. The last one we did was sexual healing. We've done yeah. I want your sex. Yeah. To become one. Freak yeah. Nasty. Freak. That was a good one. Oh,
1: that was a good one. Yeah. Um. And uh, Minute Man.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Is. So go back through the, go back through the feed to find other sex charms This is like a sub. Sub uh, genre in the no, it's like a sub feed in the th- in the feed, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of trendy podcasts do that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and
0: this is more fun and conversational than some of the others. Uh, okay, so first of all, let's talk about when the song came out. It came out in 1969. Nice, nice. <laughs> Actually, I better just double check that that it did come out in 1969.
1: I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. I mean, um, either that or we're being lied to by the gods of online. But when we say that, though, we're talking about in this instance, this is the Serge Gainsbourg and Jane Birkin one that we're discussing because there was already, if I'm not mistaken, one that Serge Gainsbourg did with Brigitte Bardot, which Mm -hmm. was then suppressed by Mm -hmm. Brigitte Bardot's then husband.
0: Yeah, so Brigitte Bardot challenged him to write her a love song, which he did. But, well, it's not a love song, though, is it? That's
1: not concert? a love <laughs> <of> song.
0: <laughs> but apparently, they recorded it together in the same booth. And um, there is a lot of heavy breathing, quite yeah. realistic, heavy breathing. It's realistic. Yeah.
1: I'll give it that.
0: Apparently, they were both ba- basically having sex while they were recording it in the booth, is apparently what was happening.
1: I mean, in my opinion, uh, gentle reader, listener, person <laughs> i think that uh for my money the Brigitte Bardot one is sexier yeah
0: um yeah.
1: but that's partially because jane burkin can't sing
0: yeah i mean that's yeah i mean that's that's um, it's, that's a that's a spicy take so early in the episode but, all right yeah, well there you go i don't think there's a great i think that the strengths of the song are not to do with the uh not to do with the lyrics or the quality of the record performance. <laughs> That's true. But we'll talk about this. So it's 1969. Um, nice. It's, so give us a bit of a little bit of the yeah. historical. Where, where is this situated in time? Yeah, so
1: it's an interesting one, because, you know, um, as I said already, as an American, it's like, oh yeah, that French sex song. And we have a tendency as non-French people to relate to the French as a particularised um, sexy bunch, mm. right? Um, and this is largely because of this era within France. France is undergoing the sexual revolution in a big way, mm. and they come out with stuff like this. You know, there are all kinds of particular um, books about the moment in time. Um, you know, there's a very famous uh, autobiography, the sexual life of uh, Catherine M. Mm-hmm. I think it's called where, where she's just like, yeah, orgies all the time. We all had the clap. <laughs> just like just yeah. a lot, a lot of giving each other the clap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, things like that. And so we go, oh yeah, the, the French are a very sexy bunch, but to be honest, the sexual revolution in France is in a massive way a bit of a counterpoint to what had been quite um, a hegemonic Catholic culture that was down mm. on sex,
0: as it were. So isn't it true that one of the motivators for the student revolts uh, riots of 1968 was that... Um, men and women students were not allowed to be in the same dorms together. Yeah, that's right. And so there was still, you know, within this, in the name of
1: kind of shutting down any potentialized sexual activity, there was still a lot of very divided Hmm. uh, gender things. Um, And so when, you know, when the French kind of get around to saying, okay, well, um, you know, a bit of feminism and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, and that means also like, go hog wild, Mm. sex all you want and it's interesting because it's a really kind of opposite reaction mm. to what the the dominant kind of cultural paradigm is there and it's you know you have to understand as well that a lot of our the way that we relate to france like even in the past we're like oh yeah well things would be particularly sexy in france a lot of time, you know, so for example, in the early modern period, that's as a result of um, rich English dudes going on the grand tour, yeah. um, which is specifically an attempt to go get laid on the continent away from your parents where they can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all, a lot of the time there's sort of like class differentiations within that. So it's like it's rich guys going down to France and kind of um, getting sexually involved with the working classes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there are, there are real power imbalances within that. Um, And certainly there would have been extramarital sex, that's not what I'm saying before this, but a lot of the time it did involve uh, power balances, power indifferences, and the bourgeois having sex with the working classes, um, or indeed um, even aristocrats having sex with the working classes, in order to achieve this kind of reputation of, you know, the sexually licentious French. So, um, you know, if you ever read, for example, Les Miserables, um, Fontaine where she really gets in trouble Is she has an affair with a, a student So like some bourgeois student And he knocks her up and then fucks off mm. And they they treat it like it's really funny This group of students are kind of like uh, Screwing over these like working girls and, um, and that's just kind of like How her whole story uh, starts So there's a real tradition there Of um, of Extramarital sex But it comes in a very specific and loaded way that is connected to power and money
0: yeah i mean that's something that continues through the so-called sexual revolution like sexual freedom is own it's own it's never both parties that are equally free right mm. and it's always that thing who was the it was the uh who's the medieval scholar who was basically telling people that um that men could do whatever they like to people of a lower uh, class than them.
1: Oh, you are talking about um, Andreas Capellanus, who wrote uh, De Amore, or um, The Art of Courtly Love. Right. Yeah, and he says that um, the lower classes in the first place, can they can't love. Right. Like, they're incapable of love. They um, copulate like field animals. Right. And if you're attracted to one as an aristocrat, then you can just go ahead and, like, um, rape a woman. Yeah. Because, it like, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> so, yeah.
0: Yes. And, of course, when we're talking about the sexual revolution, quite a lot of things are happening here. There is um, the more widely available contraceptive pill. Um, the... Uh, the well, this is... True in the UK, I'm not sure this is true in France actually, but in um, there was the uh, decriminalisation of homosexuality for consenting adults over the age of 21, um, and there and also the, the the legal availability of abortions in the late 60s too. That was kind of the legal um, framework around some of this stuff, but also there were in culture there were increasingly. Um, uh, greater demands for and but also an increasing amount of sexuality in culture and mm. so the Beatles um, their early work as we've probably talked about before you know songs like Please Please Me um, can be read on the one hand as being about you know Reci- reciprocity in relationships and and love and why that's important but actually it's really about well
1: jacking each other off, each other off. <laughs> if i'm gonna do this to
0: you you're gonna have to do this to me and that concomitant with a massive fandom of this uh, so there is this tension between um the there is there has been this t- tension also in the 50s as well with the release of lolita there's a tension about uh, about the uh about about state power and uh, and and state norms, I guess, like norms around what is acceptable sexuality, what is acceptable to talk about in culture, mm. um, versus um, the producers of, of content that can be sexual. And so that tension is very much kind of part of this song too, because when this song came out, the, the Jane Birkin version, when it was recorded... <clears throat> Uh, it was only allowed to be played on French radio after, like, their watershed because it was deemed as too sexy. I
1: think it was banned the here. The BBC
0: banned it, of course. They, the, if in doubt, the BBC just assume the BBC will have banned a song about sex. Yeah, they banned um, "Relax" by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, <laughs> which we should do because of the line "When you want to come." Um, yeah uh, yeah. The BBC will ban a song Don't even worry about it They banned I Want Your Sex Of course Cowards As um, soon as the BBC Bans a song as well It's guaranteed That that song Will become a You know A platinum selling Did they ban song. Did they ban Father Figure Look I bet they did I bet the cowards 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 um, So yeah That's some of the background Right And so there is this Kind of like Tension between So he They knew it was going to be A controversial song He released it anyway um, Serge Gainsbourg has uh, also, uh, you know, has a history of uh, releasing uh, of, of writing songs and releasing songs which are um, provocative, sexually provocative, and also I think some of his songs are better than this. <laughs> i was <think laughs> just listening to the song just now. It's I don't think it's one of the best, but I think it is one of the best at depicting what sex might be like. It's, yeah, it's I think it is. Uh, I think we're going to talk more about the affects of this. But before we do that, should we get into the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, such as they are. Such as they are. Okay, so neither of our French is brilliant. And so we're going with... Um, so we've looked up the, the the potential meanings of this song. And so it's basically... I'll just explain how it goes. So it's basically, uh, je t'aime, je t'aime. I love you, I love you. So Jane Birkin in the song, who he's going out with at this time. like He's using this... He kind of uses songwriting in order to... In order to get laid to Serge. Yeah. Uh, it's Yeah. It's extremely, it's extremely on the nose. Um, so, uh, Jane and also Bridget Bardot in the song, in her version of the song, sang, Je t'aime, je t'aime, I love you, I love you. And Serge says, Moi on plus, which is me neither, right? Ugh. Which is, so he's constantly it. So, how it goes is the woman is offering an entreaty to love and he's going, ah. Eh. It's just so... um, I'm all right, though. It's fine. I guess.
1: I mean, it's just so, like, incredibly modern idea about gendered roles about sex, which drives me up a wall. So it's like, oh, yeah, well, here's a woman and she is participating in sex um, but she's participating in sex because she's in love right and uh, the man is participating in sex because he wants to have sex Mm -hmm. and he's just kind of like keeping it exactly as much as he needs to in order to have sex and it's just such a um, you know it's just such a new way of looking at gender you know you don't need me to do the whole spiel if you've heard any of these other sex jams blah 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 Women were the horny ones for the majority of recorded human history. Everyone looked at it like that. And it's only now that we see women as these kind of grasping romantic individuals. And I would argue that a lot of that has to also do with, um, you know, the advent of capitalism, Mm -hmm. the move to keep um, middle class women indoors instead of involved in public life. Mm Um, the idea of marriage becoming um, a romantic institution as opposed to a business relationship. So, you know, women then feeling like they need to exchange sex for a relationship so that they are safe within the confines of capitalism. That would be my argument here. Um, But also it sucks.
0: Yeah, and throughout the song, <laughs> she's both the horny one and the one wanting love, too. It's so like, she's yeah. both those things.
1: Yeah, because he's kind of like, the, the, you know, she's always like, oh, yeah, this is so, this is so good. And he's kind of like, eh. mm-hmm. all right, cool.
0: So the next bit is, um, so Jane says, Oh, mon amour, uh, oh, my love. And Serge says, uh, Comme la vague, Like a vacillating wave. Uh, je vais, je vais je viens, I go, I come and I go, in entre les reins, inside of you. Basically, it's meant to be like in between your kidneys, right? Or uh, other scholars have said that it's like in between loins, right? But it's like, it's pretty, it's yeah. basically...
1: because it's supposed to be like a rhyme, right? Like they're yeah. saying kidney instead of like, you know, uh, I think possibly cunt, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's like
0: basically that. like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm... Yeah. So he needs Right up belt, in there. Right up in right, there.
1: Right
0: right up, <laughs> Right up in the anterior or the posterior fornix. The glands of I think the glands of his penis is going of his erect penis is going deep inside in his head is going deep inside the anterior or the posterior fornix of the his vasocongested penis. It's uh you know, very sexy. It's extremely if I was to rewrite this it would be my vasocongested glands nestling inside your You're anterior fornix.
1: Oh, and then uh, am I still gonna have to do the je, t'aime, je t'aime bit?
0: <laughs> No, okay. So, and the next bit is uh, I come and I go inside of you and I hold myself back, uh, um, as he says it. So, uh, I hold myself back, and that's the thing that he's always doing. So, obviously, it's a double entendre. He's like, I'm I'm having sexual intercourse with you, my penis is inside you. <laughs> Just as I feel like I'm about to come, I hold myself back. I think about you know
1: Frankie says relax.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then some more of the, the love bits, so your term's your term. I love you. And then Serge again says, Moi non plus. And so that is a joke, apparently. Oh very this is a very, God, a is very the clever, worst. a very clever, wonderful joke. Apparently, Someone said,
1: Salvador Dali.
0: Salvador Dali said,
1: About him and Picasso.
0: Yeah, so he said, Yeah, Picasso is Spanish. So Hmm. am I. So am I. Uh, Picasso is a communist. No,
1: no. Picasso is a genius. So am I. Oh, right, yeah. Picasso is a communist. Me neither. Yeah. So this is a reference to. A Salvador Dali interview. And so, you know, uh, you know, the sex is really good when you're making jokes about obscure Salvador Dali interviews. Like, yeah. I like Dali. Yeah. You know, uh, for my sins, you know, like the, I don't like that he's a fascist, but I like his art. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, I take it back. I don't like Dali. I like his
0: art. Right.
1: You know, because he's fash.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, the modern lovers said about Pablo Picasso that he never got called an asshole. Uh, why? I mean, he clearly was. He was an asshole. He really was an I asshole. don't really care
1: for Picasso either. Treated
0: women really dreadfully. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, the point is, that fucking sucks.
0: <laughs> it's a bad joke. It's a bad joke. That's why he says it. It sucks. He's revealed himself that he's not a communist. I'm like, come on, mate.
1: Great. Like, Read the room. Like, I just... And, and so the thing is, too, it's interesting because within this, you know, I said that this reflects a kind of modern dynamic mm-hmm. about uh, gender relations, but at the same time, this whole thing that the holding myself back mm-hmm. um kind of gets to older ideas about masculinity and sexuality, which is that, you know, men are more rational, men are mm-hmm. more able to do this, so they can engage in sex in this way. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they can be like, oh, oh, uh, like, I'm getting too... I'm enjoying this a little <laughs> too much. I'll simply turn the enjoyment tap off. Right. Which is also good. Because, um, you know, the only kind of sex that's acceptable is um, making sure that your vasocongested erect penis is directly inside of a woman
0: yeah i mean it, it yeah but this is really clear in the song as well if we're just looking at this translation <laughs> we can see that um that jane is doing very heavy breathing at the end it says very heavy breathing at the end where she's saying no maintenant via uh no uh come now no now come well, no no now basically this is at the end of the song, dear listener, it's it, it's spoiler kind of, alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so Jane and Serge are recording this song separately. They record it in in London at the Maid of Hell Studios. They're recording in separate booths. When Brigitte Bardot and Serge are recording it, they are basically doing stuff together in in the same booth. But basically, it's the in both songs, it's the woman who is making noise. It's the woman who is meant to be basically coming mm, at the end of the mm. song. Serge is just, one non plus, right, all yeah, I mean, the way through. Serge doesn't make noise. Serge is not meant to enjoy it. He is rational. He is vasocongested. He is...
1: You know, he's one of those men who's engaging in sex because that's what men do, not because men enjoy it.
0: Right. Right. And if we think about... Um, I think about this when I see depictions of... <laughs> when I see depictions of heterosexual porn, right? Like, the guy's job really is to be hard and do all these things. Yeah. They don't really see, like, men necessarily enjoying it. We're meant to assume that um, that visible ejaculation is a sign that they enjoy something. Mm. But ejaculation and orgasm are very different. Mm. And people can just ejaculate like a, a bodily function. And I think that's how it's often presented in porn and just generally in media, that that men are supposed to want sex all of the time. Mm. Men are supposed to be... Um, you part of hegemonic masculinity is that you're meant to share an interest in sex, but you're not really meant to necessarily enjoy it. You're meant to do it, yeah, and do it expertly and not come too quickly. <laughs> and it's got to, you've got to have a hard penis, but it's not, but it's, it's their affects, their mm. emotions are taken away. And so, we kind of see this here is that you know, um, I love you, I love you, me neither. And he's trying to do this like this kind of casual indifference.
1: Yeah, you know, like, here we have, in the middle of the song, when Jane has a heavy breathing interlude. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, And she's saying, you know, you come and you go inside of me, you come and you go inside of me, and I'm joining you. Yeah. Right? It's like, what there's this this tension here, which is like, oh yeah, the woman is A. Mm Mm-hmm. Attempting to use the sexual experience as a way of kind of uh, forcing a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's that's that's going on there, um, but also this idea that you know that she's particularly interested in again like making this particular mm. bodily function happen.
0: Right. So like yeah.
1: Jane seems very upset that he's not just jizzing right up. Yeah, just directly up in there.
0: Yeah, the only and that is the only logical form of sex, isn't it? That this that's the other thing here is that mm-hmm. it, it is euphemistic, but they are talking about the only kind of sex that is allowed the yeah. only game in town. Um, and there's another line here just looking at we will examine like the we'll talk about the music in a second and the, the overall kind of vibe of the song, which I think is a lot. More useful to talk about and better, but mm. one of the lines is one of the lines is uh, "L'amour physique et son issue is um, physical love for its own sake." Says this towards the end of the song, and it's like, fine, okay, for you, um, it's clear that you are having sex for its own sake. Sex yeah. for its own sake can be fine and fun, mm. great, you know. Yeah george michael would later go on to talk about how wonderful sex for its own sake can be correct but is he's not exactly um giving permission to or making accommodations for giving uh, sharing his sharing his agency like sharing the capacity for jane to do the same yeah you know would would he allow jane to say that line physical love for its own sake (sighs)
1: Well, and, and here's, you know, the, the crux of the matter, too. is like, well, if what you're looking for is physical love for its own sake, why don't you go have it with someone who isn't saying that they're in love with yeah. you repeatedly, right? Because that's fine. That's all well and good and fine if the other person is on the same page as you. But if someone is like, repeatedly telling you that they love you, that it's not okay to be like, yeah.
0: But this is also the story of the sexual revolution, isn't it? Like, mm. it's sexual revolution is mostly for men right yeah it's that it's it those power dynamics are still in play from pre-sexual revolution mm. afterwards like power dynamics has not changed significantly it's allowed women taking part in in um, heterosexual sex to have a, a greater degree of autonomy over their reproductive bodies right mm. but it's not given them a tremendous deal of autonomy over those over their sexual freedoms it's not giving them more sexual freedom in uh, any more than that and it is like the only game in town is whatever men want to do. Yeah. And that's particularly true in um, in the 60s. And also the broader kind of like power relations between men and women. Well, we still have the unequal power relations between men and women in, for example, the labor market and in who does care work and in, yep. in who gets paid to do what and what kinds of work are feminized and what kinds of work are... Masculinized—that's not a word. Um, Who gives that was birth? A, that was even <laughs> that was even more the case in the late sixties. So really, this is a kind of a classic example of this: is that you know, Serge is like saying something that could potentially be quite radical, but actually, it's just um, it's just entrenching, further entrenching patriarchy.
1: Yeah. And the thing within that as well is if you're going to say, Oh, physical love for its own sake, why are we saying physical love, homie? Mm, Like, so why are we still bringing love into it? If what you're saying is that this is um, a specific action that can take place outside of the bonds of romance. Well, then why are you still bringing romance up? Why are you still saying love here? You know, what's the, what's the kind of vocabulary here? Like this is very much a song, you know, if, if what we want to do is categorize, you know, sex into a a variety of different ways that you can have it. This song falls down on the, I'm going to say an unfortunate phrase, making love Mm. side of the things. Like, if you've got, like, a spectrum of making love to fucking, yeah, right? Like, George Michael's Freak 08, Mm -hmm. that's fucking. yeah. And this is, like, making love, right? Because we're bringing love up all the time. So, at the same time, he's kind of bringing this in, but disavowing it repeatedly and it's just it's kind of snide you know I suppose is my
0: it is it is snide yeah because he's it's all on his terms yep. all of this is entirely on his terms in past shows I have talked about this that that you can have you know again to bore my listeners with this phrase but I think it's really useful micro moments of positivity resonance <laughs> you know if you're having that good sex with someone it can feel very close and loving even if you're not in a loving relationship with them mm. it's like you know an hour and a half of having all these feelings, the chemicals happening, you know, the
1: An hour and a half, wow, look at this guy. Okay.
0: Well, you know, end, like, I'm just teasing you. For the whole thing, you know, not I'm not talking about an hour and an hour and a half of coming and going in between someone's kidneys. <laughs> that's a long time. That's what I'm saying. that's a that's a lot of vasocongestion. That's potentially priapism. <laughs> you know, that's potentially a medical emergency. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, but you can feel those feelings, and and you might describe it as like love in that sense. But that's not what Serge is doing here. Like he is just dropping the L bomb in here, um, mm. uh, uh, in a kind of in a way where it he's getting exactly what he wants from this, and he's kind of claiming that Jane might also be getting what she wants. But she always remains the object, and he always remains the subject, right? Mm.
1: Yeah, And he's this kind of like impassive person who's saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm engaging in this in a very rational way. Even my kind of rejection of romance within this is, it's very rational. Here I am, the guy whose story is about it. But also, it's just very funny because basically, like, homie, you're recording this song as a way to pick chicks up. So, yeah. like, you know, who, who really is up for physical love without you know, anything else when you were explicitly in using this to get into relationships with these women. This homeboy lived with his parents.
0: Yeah, he lived with his parents. He
1: lived with his parents when this is getting like recorded. He lived, Jane Birkin says she went to his, his house, his parents fucking house in the 16th.
0: Goes into his room.
1: He's got a giant poster of Brigitte Bardot on the wall. And then he's like, uh, Will you record the makeout song that I made with Brigitte Bardot with me? Plays her the song. And then like, and then he knocks her up. And they're together for like 13 years. So like, excuse me if I'm not like really believing you, homie, living at home in 1960 fucking nine at, the, at 40 years of age. Like, as some kind of, like, mastermind dude who is actually not interested in, you know, relationships with women, because it seems to me like you were mommy shopping, right? Like... I mean, you know,
0: I, I don't want to judge him, you know. it's fine. I do. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> just another point on this uh, object-subject thing as well. It's quite interesting that... Um, so Jane doesn't just say, uh, I love you, I love you, in order to be kind of slightly rebuffed by Sir saying one on plus. Jane never gets to say, one on plus. Mm. What Jane also says, Jane has verses, and the, the verses that Jane has and that Brigitte has as well is "Tu vas, et tu viens entre mes reins. Tu vas, et tu viens entre mes reins et, je, et je te rejoins." So that's basically you come and go inside of me. You come and go inside of me, and I'm joining you. And he's like, no, I'm holding myself back. So she's, So the, the, the verse for the woman is always putting, clearly saying mm. that the subject is the man. He's
1: the one doing the action, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, he, like all of the, the physical action of this sex is like a dude doing something while she sits there and, you know, tells him that she loves him.
0: And the only thing that she's getting out of it is this orgasm at the end, which we, we should talk about. It is very strongly implied that there is an orgasm at the end of the song. Yeah. it's um, it's becoming a relatively it, it's a pretty new thing to have uh, orgasms, uh, sound of orgasms in song. At around the same time, there is whole lot of love, which has uh, by Led Zeppelin, where Robert Plant kind of has, and that that whole kind of you know the. Um, the, the mid part of that song with the guitar and the tension and the crescendo yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Like, has kind of some of the sounds of what, what we might describe as uh, orgasm. Uh, there are some disco tunes also that, uh, later in, in the 70s that start to have um, orgasm kind of sounds, but it's all, a, it's all kind of a bit exploitative. But this, these, this, the the sound of an orgasm and the very heavy breathing at the end of this song, mm. it is within the context of a sex jam. Like it's not like a it's not a rock song. You wouldn't say that whole lot of love is a, is a rock song. Well, no, you wouldn't say it was. Sorry, a sex we jam. wouldn't say we wouldn't say it was a sex jam. I would, would definitely, definitely say it's a rock song. We wouldn't say it was a sex jam. I don't. Think, well, yeah, you do, you dear listener. But we wouldn't describe it as a sex jam. No, but this very much is a sex jam. So it is at least in context, right? They are basically trying to do a song. I think, which is, what if, what if someone was to write a song where they're basically saying, this is what sex is like? Yeah. yeah this is yeah, like yeah. sex set to music, okay? Mm. And I think this is where I have a few more, slightly more positive things to say about the song. Yeah, okay. Because it's got, so the music has this organ which goes all the way through it, and it has that kind of repetitive kind of melody all the way through, which I think feels a bit hypnotic. Yeah. And there's a woozy feel to the production, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it kind of like, it's the audio equivalent of sort of like steamed up lenses or something, like yeah. Vaseline on a camera yeah. in like a softcore porn. Like yeah. it's it feels like out of focus. Yeah. Which is something that kind of does mimic the experience that you can have within sex that is sort of like there are a lot of different potentials mm-hmm. potential things going on. And I think also it just kind of loops. Yeah. You know, and so that is very evocative in terms of how you can kind of cycle in and out of different modes of um, experience mm-hmm. during a sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. So actually the music itself is like quite sexy. Mm. I would say. I would argue that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it's obviously not long enough. It needs to be an hour and a half long. <laughs> Obviously, start to finish.
1: Obviously.
0: But yeah, it does have that when you when you hear the story about how when uh, Serge and Brigitte recorded it, it was in they were in the same recording booth, and you do get that sense of you know a steamed up window, maybe she's sitting on his lap or something, mm. and there is like you know that kind of sexual energy, that uh, like libidinal kind of mm. energy is like is I think very well depicted in the song, and it's not something really which is it's i think it's very hard to have the words for what a what sexual becoming is like what what sex might feel like what's going on during sex i think it's very hard often with words to kind of describe that mm. and so often we need to bring into yeah particularly when you know an erotic right people who write erotica really well um uh like our friend a uh, girl on the net mm. uh, you know one of the things to do is to bring in what's going on in the environment what's going on in the room mm-hmm. uh, what can you what can you smell what can you feel what can you touch what was happening before what's the vibe for what, what is the vibe like can you yeah. depict the vibe i think this does that with the with the vibe and there's something about the organ in it as well which is very it's kind of um relaxing yet stimulating mm-hmm. it's that kind of you know making sure the parasympathetic nervous system is engaged which is the the uh, the key part of our autonomous nervous system which allows for arousal uh, allows for vasocongestion mm-hmm. as soon as the sympathetic nervous system kicks in and we're going to kind of react mode then that shuts down mm. uh, nitric oxide being released and blood going into <laughs> of course obviously um, so yeah I think and there is this sense of a slow kind of build of, of tension a slow build of um, uh, of potential like enjoyment and with the heavy breathing gets more and more and more and then the song ends and obviously you know that's not how sex has to be uh, if it was an hour and a half song that could have been more <laughs> <laughs> I could have just been more heavy breathing and less heavy breathing. One of them could have got up to have a break to go to the loo, get a glass of water, everything okay, do you want to carry on? Yeah, sounds good. Mm. Uh, what, should we try something else? You know, in the song. In the song, obviously. Know, a, do, 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 do. Oh, I need to pee. Okay, it's fine. Do do. I'll just keep going. <laughs> do, do, do. I come and I go mainly to the toilet. <laughs>
1: that's... Well, yeah. yeah you go. talk,
0: people don't talk about toileting and sex. I believe
1: fashion. there's a Meg, John and Justin episode about that.
0: There is. Go um, back through the archives and find the Meg, John and Justin episode about toileting.
1: I think also there is, um, there's almost like a double entendre about the organ itself. Oh. Do you see what I mean? Because it's like, well, in the first place, it's like organs, right? And it it's also something that, you know, because I'm torture myself by being a medievalist it reminds me of medieval depictions of how sex works as well because um for them erections happen Mm -hmm. because um of air in uh like in the penis and they consider the testicles to work as kind of like a form of bellows Uh, um, which like inflates your dick and gets it hard Um, And that's kind of like similar to the process of, you know, if you've got like large scale organs, how like the sound itself is made by forcing air through these pipes. Right. So obviously that is mad medieval and not right. But, you know, also right now, Justin is um, Googling testicle breathing and it's coming up with a headline that says testicle breathing, why you should breathe with your balls. So, look, it's not just medieval people, right? And I think I've seen this on Twitter this week.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. people are talking about it on Chapo Trap House. You know. Um, it's, it's and again, part of this kind of the broader, like, the, the manosphere thing. Of yeah. How you're, like, supposed to...
1: Oh, I'm going to have to write about this, aren't I? Yeah, 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 ah, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm afraid so. So, yeah, so it, it, as part of... Controlling yourself as part of being entirely in control of your, uh, again, just going back to, you know, Serge, right? Serge is in control all the time, in control of, uh, you know, it's saying, me neither, whenever Jane says, I love you. And he's saying, um, I hold myself back. Uh, I'm not pronouncing that correctly. And this is this is now translated into the Manosphere online, where men are talking about how they either need to do things like No Nut no, November, yep. or take or generally take part in No Fap in order to somehow
1: and breathe through their balls. And apparently. Breathe through
0: their balls. It's a thing. <laughs> anyway, we've got sidetracked there, but yeah, the yeah there is, but there is also something like it. It it that organ also has a kind of like a. Um, I guess religious overtones as well, yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. it is like a kind of a... Sounds like a church organ too.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, not the best use of an organ in a song, right? Because, of course, that is at the beginning of Freedom 90 when right. freedom is played on an organ. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there there is this kind of like... Um, like there, there are these physical, well, physical, the cultural associations of you know organs with religiosity, mm. and so there, there's also this kind of funny play there about being like, all right, well, here we are in the sexual revolution, we're casting off mm. ideas about uh, religious ideas about what sex is, and here's this new form of sex, mm. and so we can also repurpose traditional church instruments uh, for a sex jam.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because there is like meant to be a casting off of of. Uh, religious concepts of sex, but then there is a, a re a reentrenchment of those same values and ideas mm-hmm. because we're talking about um, acornyan sex, yeah. log- logical sex, reproductive sex, which is reproductive. Yeah. Uh, the humoral kind of idea, like you were talk- saying before, that men are supposed to be like get the job done. Yep. don't really feel emotion like, and like don't enjoy yourself yeah. right
1: like this is Aquinas' ideal sex it's like having sex with, whilst having the least amount of fun possible yeah. Serge Gainsbury in this song like yeah I fucking hate sex yeah exactly <laughs> like, yeah, this sucks yeah you know Jane's enjoying herself but man I wish I was having a beer with the lads am I right am I right <laughs> like,
0: yeah, just, that's a really good point no point is he just saying yeah he's basically saying look I come and I go in between your kidneys I, it's you
1: like know. I'm doing sex to you
0: I'm doing the sex I'm yeah. doing the sex you, to you And you really enjoy that don't you Of course you do You're really enjoying it Because I'm so good at it But I don't even really want to do it But I guess I have to uh, I'm here now yeah, but I keep I, coming and going
1: But also you know By the way This is the only thing that you should enjoy Like don't don't go reading anything into this little missy Exactly I, um, I do this activity much. that I don't even enjoy For yeah. question mark Exactly So it's interesting Because he's saying like I don't want to love you yeah. I just want to bone you, but at the same time, um, I'm not even really having fun right now.
0: Yeah, I'm bored. So thanks. I hate it. So it's probably <laughs> <this> is, <laughs> so it is definitely a sex jam, but it's I'm struggling to think of it as a sexy song. Apart well, from the affects, like I think that
1: well, this is my thing, right? Like, like, say you're me and you're a hot dumb slut who mm. doesn't speak French, right? Yeah. You know, and you're just going around just. Following my, you know, my little dumb slut brain through this world, not knowing anything about sex mm-hmm. or anything about uh, French, mm-hmm. then it's hot, right? Because yeah. they're like, ooh, they, they're talking about sex. It's sexy <laughs> French people, like, yeah. and I, I know what je t'aime means, right? And amour and mon amour, right? Yeah, so like yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. fine, but you know, until you speak, you know, Japanese, German. Friend, uh, Japanese, German, Czech, or Spanish here. Like I, I don't follow. No, you know, he's <laughs> like translate that into Spanish, and I'm going to be like, wait a minute, exactly. But you know, if they
0: keep, if I didn't know that this is what the word's
1: translated to, I would have been like, oh,
0: well, this is the thing with all the sex chants that we're finding, isn't it so far? Yes. Like, <laughs> particularly like sexual healing.
1: Oh, oh no, baby,
0: I'm hot just like an oven. <laughs> like, I need some loving. That
1: really Get ruined it. It. it.
0: Stay in bed. It
1: really ruined it for me.
0: Yeah. I love
1: sexual healing. Yeah, but and then I was like, oh, I mean, Marvin. I know it
0: works on two levels, but still, yeah, know, particularly during during a pandemic. It's, too, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the wrong wrong audience. Wrong audience at the moment, Marvin. <laughs> 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 okay, so um, it's definitely a sex jam.
1: It's a sex jam. But, I mean, like, it's it's got that steady kind of rhythm. Yeah, you we know, you talked about. You could just vibe out, be hot, have some sex, have this on in the background. That mm-hmm. would be absolutely work. Um, you know, particularly if you don't speak French.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is in the... I mean, I, this is in the time where people only had record players, though. So, literally, you're going to have to put this on, have sex within, like three or four minutes.
1: I think that's how Sage Search Game Board does it. Yeah. Like that's how I'm, I'm like reading this. Maybe
0: switch it to 33 and a third and at least you've got... You Maybe. Know, turn it into a six minute song.
1: Maybe this is supposed to be like uh, to scale, right? So <laughs> it's like if you imagine all of these that's like... A tenth of but, what, you know.
0: But, to go back to... But, <laughs> to, to give you some quality sex education, Kinsey found in 1949 that when that there is no orgasm gap, right? So when men and, men, men and women masturbate, they, on average, come in like three to four minutes. Mm. So maybe it is a wanking song. Ah, oh, it could be. You know? Yeah. Put it on. Breathe get the, along. Get the, get the job done. Sing in French to yourself. Learn a bit of French. Get the job done. Hmm... Have we got anything else to say?
1: Um, like, if you're trying to romance someone, don't take them to your parents' house and show them the poster of your ex-girlfriend.
0: Yeah, that's that's play just them, some and advice. Play them the song of your ex-girlfriend coming on a tape.
1: Yeah, be like, hey, her hey, husband hey, said, hey, hey, you're not allowed
0: to release that.
1: You want to hear? You want to hear a tape of me and my ex-girlfriend boning?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> like this is
1: why I'm so bad at getting new girlfriends. <laughs> Damn, you mean that's not successful? (laughs) (laughs) This fucking guy, like, it's a a move. I mean, I I can't believe this shit works. it's Just damn, like, really, the French.
0: Well, it worked back then. I mean, this is the thing. You know, maybe with maybe uh, maybe everyone is more feminist now. Hopefully,
1: Um, I've become more feminist as a result of this. I no longer enjoy sex.
0: No, (laughs) okay. Actually,
1: that's not a feminist position. That was a joke. Sorry. Fine.
0: Yeah. Right. So that's it. Uh, Do let us know if there are any sex jams you would like us to cover. We've got a long list and it's hard to pin Dr. Eleanor down because she is the busy one. And a very good wrestler. Yeah, very, very very good wrestler. But uh, Dr. J, this is your opportunity to tell us to plug your books. Like you've been, there's been a bit of a pause in sex jams because you've been busy plugging a book.
1: Yeah, um, I've got my... um, graphic guide out medieval history a graphic sorry medieval <laughs> i don't even know the words because i'm a bimbo now you see i'm a hot dumb it's a slug. graphic
0: guide to the middle ages yeah
1: it's a middle ages a graphic history <inaudible> is what it's called it is out on icon it's out here in the uk um it is being released in america but there's some kind of pulp shortage so it's complex but anyway you can you can order it you can buy it you can, you can buy, buy it. it um so yeah if you if you would that would that would help me
0: and if people want to uh, find out more of your work read your excellent
1: yeah my blog you can find at going dot medieval.com I, I guess i'm gonna have to write about balls now i can't believe this
0: mm-hmm. and your patreon oh
1: yeah my patreon is uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash going medieval and that's where you can support my blog where i write about balls there we go
0: <laughs> and if you want to support this show and pay for this show This show is entirely paid for by my patrons. Thank you so much to my wonderful patrons, patreon.com forward slash culture sex relationships. If you want to sign up for just one pound a month, I'd be very, very grateful. Okay, until next time.
1: Bye. Bye.